Good morning. Thanks for tuning in here. Live stream. Thanks for checking in on our YouTube channel. Uh, first, I want to thank our pastors, Pastor Gary, Nancy, Pastor Paul, and Shirley, uh, for opening up their pulpit here today. I want to thank those who have tuned in with us that they can receive from the blessings of God on our global network. I'm going to start by saying something funny, uh, just to see if you're all paying attention. What do you call a person who was born in Columbus, grows up in Cleveland, and then dies in Cincinnati? The answer? Dead. So before we get speaking, I'd like to take a second and pray. I pray the blessing of God over all of his believers today, and I pray God reveal himself through the word that we speak today. I pray that I will reveal or speak with bold freedoms of the wonderful news of the kingdom of God. Father, I pray that you would allow me today to speak the same attitude as Christ had. I pray that the scripture will be fulfilled in the ears of those who would hear today. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. I'd like to start by opening with uh, Matthew 6, 9. That's where Jesus had told us how to pray. He didn't tell us how to pray so it would be difficult for us. He told us how to pray so we knew how to go to the Father, regardless what our circumstance was. I'd like you to say it with me. We all know it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, Lord, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. My word today for you is called safe and secure. During these trying times, you know, regardless of your particular position, whether you're an employer, whether you're an employee, as a father, a mother, a doctor, a scientist, whether you're a government official or a minister of the gospel of Christ, these are trying times. Here I am standing in front of a camera without an audience. My audience, though, is worldwide because of what we have in front of us. That is a miracle of God. So regardless of where you are in society, you know that you're filled with your challenges. I'm here to tell you today that God has a plan for your life. It's perfect in every way. He has a perfect will, and that is to keep you safe and secure. Philippians 1.6 tells us, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I don't believe that the gospel was said, so we would question that. We're to be confident. The very work that he started in us, he's going to complete it. He doesn't say anything that he doesn't mean, and he carries everything to its fullness. I'm going to ask my wife to come up. She's going to share a few thoughts of some of the experiences that she's had and some of the things that life has brought her through. And uh, God has been there through all of it. And when she's done, I'll continue on with where I'm at. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for inviting me up. This is my first time speaking, although my husband has been here a couple of times and he's done a fantastic job. I'm actually kind of glad that no one is here because this has given me a uh, a chance to get my jitters out, I guess. <laughs> um, I just wanted to uh, touch with, uh, with my experience as uh, I've always been the quiet one in here and coming in and not really... Uh, 
sharing a whole lot about myself and my stories, but uh, just a little bit of a testimony about myself. I grew up with uh, a little bit of dysfunction. I uh, had, uh, my dad was in the uh, AA program and he was in it uh, for most of it, all of his life, uh, from what I can remember. And uh, I have one sister who's younger than myself, so there's just the two of us. And uh, my parents are named Joseph and Mary. How amazing is that? Um, so I uh, get a kick out of that every time I share that little bit of a, a funny, for sure. Um, Dad was, uh, again, a recovering alcoholic most of my life. And I have uh, seen many walks of life go through the struggle of being sober. My father was a part of many of those lives, and I've watched him help hundreds of people uh, going through various stages and steps of the AA program. So I've been around... Um, a lot of unique individuals, I would say, in my life. And um, one thing he has stated to us many, many times is that he was always able to help himself, but he couldn't really help us because we were too close, I guess. And we had to find our own little way of of helping ourselves as we were growing up. Um, I did participate, sorry, I did participate in... um, uh, the Alateen program as well, myself as well as my sister, and um, which was pretty cool. And it was always an adventure uh, growing up. We uh, saw a lot, experienced a lot, seen a lot of people, and uh, it was always a fun time for sure. Um, we grew up in the uh, hair loss, in the hair business, and uh, when you're a person, um, for those that uh, are going through some stuff, uh, such as uh, cancer, uh, losing their hair for various reasons. You know, they're at a very vulnerable state. And um, you're there to uh, to help them, to give them hope, to help them heal, and uh, to help them restore uh, faith in themselves as well. Uh, because it's a very emotional and a mental uh, experience when you're when you're with them because you're with them one on one, and they they share their stories. They they uh, they get very raw and real with you at times, and sometimes it's uh, it's pretty powerful. It's very uh, rewarding this type of work, and um, sometimes it's uh, it can be challenging at the same time. So there's lots of emotion with that, and uh, it's a reality check for me when I'm doing what I'm doing. And um, I'm grateful that I've been in this area of work to be able to help people um, move forward and and um, go on with their day. Um, I lost my rock, who was my dad, nine years ago to cancer. And uh, it shook me to the core. And uh, he was one that you could uh, call upon to hear the right words at the right time for anything you needed in your life. And um, it's been tough since he hasn't been here. But I feel him (laughs) every day, and I am reminded of him uh, every day because of the amount of people that he has helped and has touched their lives on a daily basis. 
and a, a verse to remind me of his strength, which he would say in his own words, which is uh, Corinthians, first, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. And it says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, and be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. My mom is a cancer survivor of 14 years as well, and uh, through everything she is and has been and still is a saint and is consistent with everything. I have uh, two amazing boys, and they are 27 and 28, and a, uh, a miracle of a granddaughter that we have who is six and a half and whom all of you have pretty well have seen her here from time to time. And uh, her story is uh, a journey of survival, which, uh, which is something for another day. She's, she's quite a miracle in all aspects of life. <laughs> and she brings a lot of joy to us. And uh, we have uh, just been blessed with another grandchild who, unfortunately, we haven't been able to meet. He is out in Fort McMurray. He's five and a half weeks old. And he's uh, quite a little bundle when we see pictures and videos of him. Um, I've gone through two failed marriages and, um, the first marriage gave me my boys who have become my protectors actually through my second marriage and my marriage, uh, my second marriage was full of every form of abuse that you could possibly imagine. It was uh, a lot of trials and tribulations, a lot of fear, a lot of unknown, a lot of uncertainty and uh, a lot of struggle um, going through what I've, I've gone through. Um, but uh, I have now been blessed with uh, Rob in my life, who's been with me for nine years. And we've been through some fun, interesting times ourselves. <laughs> and um, funny, he's been around for 25 years in my life, and my father gave him his first haircut. And uh, we've been friends off and on throughout the years. We'd, uh, we would uh, cross paths over the years, and, um, and here we are. We're together, and I truly believe, and he believes, that my dad has sent him to me. And I believe that in a big way. He supports me no matter what. He's my steady rock. And uh, we've come through... Um, which Rob has shared before, uh, of an interesting experience of selling our home, and I swear it was a horror movie, and I think we would win an Oscar for going through what we went through, and it would be a, probably a bestseller, guaranteed, <laughs> with, uh, with that experience. Um, but uh, another uh, story that I would like to touch on is uh, some pain that... I hope nobody goes through, but unfortunately, we do go through various levels of uh, pain, anxiety, and um, all kinds of emotions through our lives. But uh, a pain that has rocked me to another level that I didn't think I would ever get through it. Five years ago, I had a, a, an experience with my sister, and I thought I would never get over it. Um, and I remember, uh, you know, going through it, it, uh, it was a different, different type again of pain, and um, 
she ripped my heart out of my chest, uh, piece by piece. And so for five years, um, we didn't speak, um, where there was no connection. You know, we, we've, uh, we've had our struggles over our lives and dad would always call her the, uh, the wild card. And she sure was a little bit of a wild card, but, um, she's eccentric. She's uh, a free spirit as well at the same time. And unfortunately with those five years, it was, um, it was a void. It was a big void because it's just her and I and the family. And, uh, she's got three kids and I have two and, uh, you know, it, we've we've all lost, but I've had to go through a bit of a journey to to go through um, the pain and uh, the hurt and uh, various levels of uh, of feelings in order for me to to get past it. And uh, just with uh, the guidance, with prayer, with um, strength, with uh, consistency of leaning into the Word of the Lord. Uh, has helped me, and uh, obviously my my husband has certainly has helped me through that, and he's been my steadfast through everything. And um, I've had to come to peace with everything that uh, I experienced with her, and uh, it's taken me some time. But uh, a couple of months ago, I made a phone call, and her and I sat down and had supper for about five hours. It was the longest supper I ever had, and it was absolutely amazing that we were able to um, come together and uh, hug, cry, and um, put the past behind us to move forward. And we caught up, which was amazing. And... I went down there to see her uh, last Saturday, which was amazing because that uh, the place where she's living is uh, the homestead of where my dad grew up. And I resented it for a long time that she was there and I wasn't because she was able to um, be a part of him. And I felt like I was missing that. But I know he's around me all the time. And... Um, we had a great day on Saturday and had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and um, and entertaining, <laughs> for sure. And it was nice to be back, be a part. My mom was there, and uh, she was blessed and happy to uh, see us all together, all under one roof. Um, there is a, uh, in the Passion Bible, um, there is a one reading that has brought me to what has given me some strength to get through it. And it is Ephesians 4, 31 to 32. And it says, Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity and insults, but instead be kind and affectionate toward one another. Has God graciously forgiven you and graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. And that's what I had to do with her. And uh, I'm grateful that I've been able to to do that and um, regain a relationship that I thought was over and ended. And uh, it's a day at a time. And uh, it's one of the uh, many sayings that uh, we go through uh, and say 
actually, in the AA program a day at a time. And uh, I have said that to myself and to many of my clients over the years to give them some, some strength because it is only a day at a time. We're going through times uh, right now uh, as a world where God is needed to be in each and every one of us um, as he is our protection and our pr- provider to get us through the storm, which leads me to Mark four thirty-five to 40. And it says, Jesus stills a storm. Later that day, after it grew dark, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. After they had sent the crowd away, they showed off, they shoved off from shore with him as he had been teaching from the boat. And there were other boats that sailed with them. Suddenly, as they were crossing the lake, a ferocious tempest arose with violent winds and waves that were crashing into the boat until it was all but swamped. But Jesus was calmly sleeping in the stern resting on a cushion. So they shook him awake, saying, Teacher, don't you even care that we are all about to die? Fully awake, he rebuked the storm and showed it to the sea. Hush, calm down. And all at once, the wind stopped howling, and the water became perfectly calm. We have to wait for that, and um, it will happen, and we will be guided through this that we're all going through and what we're all experiencing. No one knows the right answers, but he does. And uh, we just have to take it a day at a time and uh, get us through it. So that's a little bit of my story. And uh, I'm going to bring my husband back up here to uh, continue on. Thank you, Deborah. It was wonderful. As you can tell, she's had some heartfelt feelings going on there and a lot of experiences that uh, are very real and raw, touching with emotion. Who's in your boat? She mentioned Jesus stilling the waters. Who's in your boat? Do you have a voice that's speaking calm, peace, or do you have a voice that's speaking turmoil, no peace? Ephesians 1.4 tells us clearly that we're chosen before the foundation of the world. If we're chosen before the foundation of the world, if God chose us, then how can we decide not to have peace? he's sovereign, we have to give him credit. He has full control of all things. Matthew twenty-two fourteen says, for many are called, but few are chosen. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you're called of God today. All of this brings me back to the age of about, say, 13 years old. I accepted the Lord into my own life. He became my personal Savior. He kept me through many years that I was committed to what 
was going on in my church and and uh, what was going on in my life. Uh, I started at a young age with a little family, with two beautiful children. Um, now I gained two stepchildren, and uh, I've got a little newborn grandchild and a six-year-old granddaughter. God's blessed my home. Even when I blew it, and man, did I ever blow it. I got independent. I got distracted. I allowed separation from God, things of this earth to pull me away from my sovereign creator. When you allow that to happen, your focus gets wrong. I don't want to focus on my shortcomings today or my falling away from the church. But I'm, what I want to tell you is that my independence and my separation from God left me with a horrific path behind me. And I'm not proud of it. You know, God has forgiven me, though. I'm moving on. It's kind of what we're seeing happening in the world today. There's a turning from God. There's an independent spirit that raises itself over this world. And that's not a God. We need to turn our lives back to God. We need to plug in to the power of God in our lives that he will change our hearts. Change from our sinful ways to a righteousness in him. What you're seeing happening in the world today is man following after his own ways, turning from God and the religious foundations in which our country, our world was built on. God has called us for times such as this, whether you think it or not. His word tells us that he's not willing that any of us should perish. Second Peter 3 and 9 in the Passion, I'm going to, I put it on my paper here, rather than have to look it up in another Bible or my phone. That means that contrary to man's perspective, the Lord is not late with his promise to return as some measure lateness, but rather... His delay sharply reveals his loving patience towards you because he does not want any of us to perish, but he wants all of us come to repentance. Everything God does is for us, leading us to one thing, repentance, maybe two things, restoration with him. So God wants all of us. Good news, don't delay. He wants you. I don't know if you remember years ago, the U.S. used to have a poster up, and it was a a guy with a Confederate flag behind him, and he was pointing, and and it was for the military trying to get people to enlist, and it says, we want you. And that kind of reminded me this morning, you know, I was considering what I was speaking on, and God wants you. So think of God right now, leaning forward and pointing towards you. He wants you. So now let me fast forward my life to three years ago. God had been working on me. Now, bear in mind, I was a backslidden Christian that had turned back to God. I had a lot of debris behind me. I had a lot of anger. I had a lot of hurt, a lot of things that I wasn't proud of that I needed to work on. But three years ago, once again, God nudged me along, pushed me along, and said, it's time. What I've determined is I wanted to seek after righteousness, not my own ways, but his ways. Simply, I wanted to be more like Jesus, my ultimate example. I had a revelation 
Folks, I don't want to be the person that I had become. I want to know the purpose of why I'm here. I wanted to know why God put me here. I want change. I want the transformation. I had been in a position in my life, like Frank Sinatra said, I did it my way. (laughs) I think I might have sang that song once or twice. It doesn't work. So I began seeking after God. I began getting up early in the morning, reading, praying, filling my life with faith, faith in God, the omnipotent creator of the entire universe, the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. He is the all and all. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Now, if you go back to a couple verses before, explains what the all these things are. The all these things are, he'll give you the food you need, he'll give you the shelter you need, he'll give you the clothes you need, everything we need to get through the day he'll give us. But our purpose is one thing, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's what I began to do. It doesn't happen overnight. If you expect that you're going to get up one day and say, turn a switch on and everything changes, that's not the way it goes. The switch might work, so you can start moving in that direction. But every day is a walk. You've got to step it out. It's not always easy. It's not always comfortable. Sometimes you're going to have something rub up against you that is there just to turn you into something you didn't know you could become. What I realized very quickly is I can study all kinds of religion. I can go to church. I can become religious. But that's not where God is. God is in relationship. It's in relationship with me. It's in my relationship with my wife. It's in my relationship with everyone in the building, outside of the building. It's in our relationships with one another. Our God is the creator of the universe, and relationship is his only way. It's the way in which, uh, let me read what the definition of relationship is, and then we'll get into this. The way in which two concepts or objects or people are connected. That's relationship. Another definition says, a state of being connected. That's the one I want right there. The state of being connected. So let's recap. The only way to have peace is out of relationship with God, the creator of the universe, which simply means I need to be connected to him. I can't be connected to him if my focus is on listening to the CNN news or the Fox News, or the NBC News, or the ABC News of what's going on in our world today. My focus has to be on his goodness. My focus has to be on I serve a God that is greater than anything I can see. I serve a God that has control of all things. Let's take a look at a couple other relationships and see how they go for us. So let's just say you went home one day and you decided that for two days or so you weren't going to talk to your wife. How do you think that relationship was going to go? Or let's, some people will think that would be funny, but let's turn it up a notch and we'll say that it's for two weeks that you go home and you don't speak to your wife. How's that relationship going to work? It's not going to work. It's going to be empty. And at some point in time, it's going to break down. God's relationship with us is the same way. Every day, we need to have communication with the creator of the universe. We need to step in to that relationship to partake of his goodness. 
We need to stay plugged into him because he is our source. In times of turmoil, he is our stability. If you want to turn the lamp on in your house, first you need to do what? You need to walk over, plug it in to the socket, the plug, the outlet. What's the outlet? That's where the power comes from. It's the source. Our relationship with God is the same way. So if we want to have an active relationship with God, in an effort to have peace, in the middle of our chaos, we need to get connected with him. That takes us right back to Matthew 6.33, which was, seek first the kingdom of God. If you do that first, the rest will happen for you. So guys, people, man, woman, everybody out there, it's time to make the noises stop. Have you ever been somewhere like in a restaurant and you can hear this noise, it's a background noise or an irritation or something and you're not really, you can't pinpoint it, but it's there. You get up from the restaurant, you pay your bill, you go outside and suddenly there's a quiet, there's a peace. That's what I'm talking about. If you're listening to all the background noises, everything talking into your ear, it's just going to irritate your life. The news today, for me, is irritating. I understand some of it's necessary, but it's not what you need to put your hope into. You need to stop the background noise. In your life and in my life, sometimes there's distractions, and God spoke to me a couple years ago about my distractions. See, I... I kind of like to uh, tinker with things, so I'm kind of into old cars and motorcycles. Well, pretty much anything I can take apart with my own two hands. You can ask my wife. I, I built a house and then started taking it apart again. Just, just something I like to do. So I enjoy restoring things. I enjoy fixing things. I enjoy putting my hands to work. So God spoke to me a couple years ago about my distractions getting rid of that noise, the things that distract me or take me away from my quiet times. Maybe you've got noise or distraction in your life, and it's time to focus on him. There is a purpose that you're called to with God. There's also a bunch of scripture that I can get into, but that's not what God really wants for us right now. He doesn't want me to get off on tangents. What he wants me to do is focus on one thing, and that is for us to get saved and not to sound saved, not to sound uh, philosophical or sound theological or like we're special in any certain way other than through Jesus. That's how we become special. John fourteen twenty seven, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. Peace, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I don't think it's by chance that he said this. He wants us to have the confidence in him. Confidence that he's given his peace to us. But we have a job to do there too. If he gives us his peace, the only way we can get it is by what? Tapping into it. It's there for us. He's given it to us through his Holy Spirit. Again, he wants us to have confidence in him. Paul said uh, in Romans that he was fully persuaded. And I believe that God wants us to be that way in our relationship with him. All the time. 
fully persuaded, that someone can't just tell you something silly and you go off, you realize that God is constant. He's a constant that you can constantly be transformed by. I can't say it enough. Uh, in my life, Romans 8.28 has been a staple for me. Uh, it says that we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. And I want to tell you a quick story. My wife had kind of touched a little bit on, on some of our house stuff, but a year and a half ago, we had determined that it was a good timing for us uh, for her to advance in her business and to expand. And so we did so. We had a bunch of things happen, and honestly, it was, it, it, it was just miraculous. It was nothing short of a miracle. And uh, when we did that, probably four or five months later, there began to be some financial constraints that came on us. We had planned to sell our home in the process and change around a bunch of things, so financially it wasn't going to be restrictive to us. <clears throat> but in that house sale, when she had talked about it, the financial commitments became a lot. You know, suddenly we were carrying two places, not one. We had moved out of our home, and there was a lot of things on the go, and I'm not going to get into all that again, but I've, I've said it before, and I'm going to say my son had said to me at one point in time during this whole process, what is the lesson in this? It's just such a regular question. I hadn't really asked myself that, though I got up every morning and prayed and read, and I said, I'll pray about it. Believing my confidence was still in Romans 8.28, it was my confession, it was my peace, that all things do work together for my good. It doesn't mean that everything's good. It just means that they all work together for me. That is my confidence. So, that being said, the next morning I did pray, and I asked God, what's the lesson in this, Lord? And I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, what makes you think it's all about you? Seven and a half billion people on the planet... It's not all about you. Wow. Did you sit back and think about that? Think about that for a minute. When you're concerned about where you're at, there's seven and a half billion people out there that everything in this world has to do with. It's not just me. I had peace. I had confidence. God gave me that confidence. Didn't matter what my eyes seen. It didn't matter what my ears heard. My God was in control of all things. Doesn't necessarily mean things are good on the outside surface. It just means that he works them for my good, for my benefit, for your good, for your benefit. If you believe. Jesus said it, only believe. How easy. So if you're struggling with peace today, you need to move your life to Christ. If you're backslidden, God's calling you home. He wants to change this world. I don't think for one second that it's by chance that we're seeing turmoil in the world. I don't think it's by chance for one second that we're having earthquakes like we've never seen. I don't think it's by chance for one second 
that we've got locusts covering parts of the earth. This, these things don't just happen every day. There's a shift happening, folks, whether you like it or not. Both the natural and the supernatural. Your normal has now changed. It's time you change with it. You need to let go and let God. Get on your knees. Get back to the basics. He can bring you peace. He can bring you peace that passes all understanding. Do you know why it passes all understanding? Because a natural mind can't understand that in chaos, you can have peace. When everything around you is out of control, you can still have peace. You're still going to have peace and confidence when you trust in God, regardless of what the situation looks like. You have to know today, your Heavenly Father loves you. He gave His Son for you. There's no greater sacrifice. Jesus said that he left us his Holy Spirit. That's our peace today. What I read in John 14, 27, he gave us his peace. Giving us full confidence, full assurance of life, life more abundantly. From a creator that loves us like no other. I was reading the other day, I was reading uh, Psalm 91, and I thought it was a pretty amazing psalm. And uh, I was reading it first in the King James, and then I went over to look at it. I'm switching Bibles here, bear with me. I went over and looked at it in the Passion. And in the Passion, it's awesome too. It's amazing that the words can so speak to us about a current event, something that's going on in our world today. It's very real. It's part of the reason I made my sermon safe and secure. That's the name of the psalm. So are we ready for this? I'm going to read it. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. The only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you. Even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of, most, of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? 
God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you, and you keep from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. Here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. And you will find and feel my presence. Even in your time of pressure and trouble, I will be your glorious harrow and give you a feast. You will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you. For you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. That's what we're here for today, to enjoy the fullness of his salvation. If you're listening to the sound of my voice today, and you've stepped away from God, today's the day to step back to him. I'm going to pray, and if you'd like to pray with me, you can say the words that I'm saying, and God will invite you back with him. Father God, I commit my life to you today. I ask that you would send your son once again to redeem those who come before you, Lord. I ask for your forgiveness of all sin. I ask that you lead and direct my path and my day, that you would show me your way of righteousness, that I can commit my life to you, consecrate my heart to you, that you can begin a new work within me. More than anything, Lord, that you will carry it to completion. Pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.